What is going on, everyone, and welcome to today's show on the Nerds of Wrestling podcast. Today, we have a great show, and I'm so excited to talk about the Royal Rumble. With that being said, let me introduce my guest. Introducing first, you know her as an IWTV broadcaster, the mind behind Camp Leapfrog, and the host of WrestleTea. Here is Samantha Laterna. Samantha, what's up? How are you? Thank you so much for joining today. Hello, I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me on. The Royal Rumble is like one of my favorite pay-per-views to talk about. So I'm happy to be a part of this forum. Let's do it. Uh, secondly, he is the victorious BRG, Brett Ryan Gosling. Brett, what's up, bro? It's me. It's me. It's BRG. I'm excited. It's Royal Rumble season and we finally have, uh, you know, uh, I'm like binge watching every single like Royal Rumble that I can right now. So yeah, I'm excited. Last year's Rumble was awesome for certain reasons. So I'm really <laughs> excited. Exactly. Uh, secondly, he's the red dog. You know him from the three count podcast. Here's Clifford Miller. Clifford, what is going on, homie? What's up? It's the Air Force veteran Intel specialist. The one you call red dog and your favorite mercenary. <laughs> and lastly, he has been on the show before. He has gladly decided to come back. Here is Dylan. Dylan, what up, homie? Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on here. I can't wait to talk about the Rumble. Of course. I'm ready. You guys are ready. Let's do it. Uh, as we all know, the Royal Rumble is right around the corner. It's next week. Uh, when WWE announced it was going to be on January 31st, I was like, damn, so late. But then again, I'm like, oh, okay, they've they done it before. But uh, the Royal Rumble is... Personally, one of my favorite pay-per-views, not only pay-per-view, but matches as well, because we know so much exciting things happen in the Royal Rumble match itself. You know, rather it's a surprise entrant, uh, a return, funny moments, or Kofi Kingston's, uh, you know, saving himself from being eliminated. Uh, so much amazing things. Uh, Samantha, we will start with you. When you look back to think the Royal Rumble, what matches or moments really stood out in your opinion? Um, well, the one that's always stood out to me because it just elicited such such like an emotional response for me um, was, I believe it's the 2008 Royal Rumble where uh, Cena came back at number 30. Um, I was at Madison Square Garden. It was my first ever wrestling show and I had no idea, like I wasn't reading dirt sheets at this time. So it was all like very pure, the experience of it. And it was so exciting like how the arena just lit up when he came back. And I just remember like Orton being in the final three with him and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. The, what a moment that the, the 2008 Royal Rumble holds a special place in my heart. Uh, it was the first Royal Rumble I got to watch live as it was happening. I wasn't there, unfortunately. God, I wish I was, but John Cena coming back is one of my favorite moments as well. That's my favorite moment. Uh, but holy, holy shit, what a moment, what an incredible pop Cena got. Like, I remember he was supposed to be out for 14 months. He came back in, like, four. Like, freaking crazy. My motherfucker Superman, like, honestly. Uh, Brett, man, how about you? When you think, look back the Royal Rumble, what are some of your favorite moments, promos, oh. matches? I'm, so, like, I, as you know, as I've told in your podcast before, I started watching in 2011, but since then i've gone back and watched a lot of the older stuff and by far not one of my only favorite matches but my favorite pay-per-view is the 92 royal rumble and it's always capped off with that amazing with a tear in my eye rick flair winning the wwf championship for the first time like just think about the stakes in that match there was multiple stories going into it the fact that you know you had Rowdy Piper, who could have possibly become a double champion in that match because he won the Intercontinental Championship earlier in the night and he was in the Rumble. But Ric Flair, just, you know, a guy that was always seen as an NWA guy, a WCW type of guy, he comes in and he finally wins that that one championship that's eluded him this whole time. Uh, it's just that, that promo is iconic and that memory is iconic. What's crazy to me is that Ric Flair is the only one that's still alive from that whole promo. Yeah, that, yeah, that is crazy to think about. Uh, Clifford, how about you, bro? Man, when it comes to Royal Rumbles, like there's only one Royal Rumble that stands in my mind. Whatever, forever hold a such place in my heart. That's the 2006 Royal Rumble. That's because of Mr. Rey Mysterio, because he is my favorite wrestler of all time. I've said it numerous times. A man going in, landing 62 minutes in the ring, only to win it at the number two spot. Like that just 
that to me, like there's bigger stuff that happened, obviously with the dedication to Eddie and then like what happened, the ramifications that happened afterwards, like everything was just so amazing. And that's the reason why. So great moment, great, a great pay-per-view and great uh, Royal Rumble match as well. Uh, Dylan, uh, what's your favorite moment, man? All right, so uh, going back to 2011, your favorite wrestler, Alberto Del Rio, wins the largest Royal Rumble ever. Um, this Rumble has a special place in my heart. Uh, you can't see me, but I am in the Boston Garden for this Royal Rumble, and it's the only Rumble I've been to. Um, but me and my family went, took the trip, and it was one of my favorite wrestling nights ever. Well, that's why. Yeah, that's it. I was it's wondering. I'm like, yo, there has to be <laughs> special like a place reason. in my heart. Special place in my heart. <laughs> oh lord! I was oh, like, man. I was like, we're gonna have to get this man checked. We're gonna have to get this man moved <laughs> off the show. He's Honestly. a supporter of Alberto the Rio. <laughs> oh no, come on! It's just a great, great rumble, and the returns in that match were insane. I, I felt like that forty man was too much, though. Mm. You know, it, yeah, me too. Uh, it's it's just too I much mental know, with forty people. <laughs> And there was only like two matches on the card, and then it was a rumble. How, Dylan? How long was that rumble? Like you had to be sitting there um, for a good I, amount. I think it was an hour and a half ish Jesus. around there. Nice. Would you, would you guys be willing to see another forty man Royal Rumble in you know today, especially with NXT? No, no, no. I watched the no. fifty man Rumble. I'm good. The fifty man Rumble. Oh my God. Not, not the joke. I'm good. I'm good, man. <laughs> Uh, before we yeah. talk about the Royal Rumble pay-per-view coming next uh, next Sunday, Samantha, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Tell us about WrestleTea and tell us about Camp Leapfrog. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so WrestleTea is essentially like a video format web series in which I uh, release interviews with indie wrestlers on the rise. It's my YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, comment, hit the notifications button, all that good stuff. Um, and, yeah, uh, Camp Leapfrog is... Chris uh, Levin's creation. He brought me on to be a co-writer with him, um, co-director, all of that. Um, and it's just been a really good opportunity to uh, make friends on the indies and learn the ins and outs of the wrestling business. Because the more you know, uh, the more useful you are. And yeah, uh, it's just really helped me grow as a broadcaster as well. Uh, Camp Leapfrog, we're going to have a couple of events coming up, two that I can mention now. Uh, this coming Saturday, if you've been living under a rock, GCW is going to be holding Fight Forever, a 24-hour wrestling telethon where all of the donations go to the wrestlers. Uh, they were nice enough to give us a time block. So Camp Leapfrog is going to be hosting a nine-person cybernetico-style match on uh, the 30th, next Saturday at 9 a.m. Uh, and all donations can be made at Indiegogo.com. And this is all completely free on the GCW YouTube page. So check that out. Um, that's going to be amazing. Also, a uh, cheap plug, but I also will be announcing for Hot Girl Shit at 12 p.m. the same day. So please support women's wrestling as well. Um, and also, last thing, Camp Leapfrog is going to have a Valentine's Day themed show that will be available on IWTV at 8 p.m. on Valentine's Day. Check that out. Where our main event is going to be Effie versus Still Life with Apricots and Pears, and you're not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett, tell us, tell us about who BRG is. I, I had you as a guest uh, last year. You were my first guest on the Nerds of Wrestling podcast for What's Up Wrestler. Uh, you are still the number one most played podcast, like on the whole thing. I don't know how. Like, nah, I mean, awesome. come on. They just knew as soon as you do the first one with me, you can't get any better from there. So you know. Yeah. But you know, sweet victory, baby. We throw up the V for sweet victory, baby. It is. Uh, it isn't fun just getting to wrestle as much as I got to in 2020. I'm kind of lucky in that sense. Uh, you know, one half since I've been on your show one half of the prestige with Channing Thomas shout out to Channing Thomas uh, we are a new tag team on the rise looking forward to pretty much setting limitless wrestling and then not only them but every single other company throughout uh, New England and beyond we're gonna set the world on fire baby we're ready to essentially lead a brand new tag team revolution going forward <clears throat> I'm excited to see it, and uh, I, I know you miss Northeast Wrestling, man. I miss oh, Northeast okay. Wrestling. Uh, have you been uh, doing the dark, the dark shows there, uh, uh, Studio Wars? 
there's a reasoning as to why I wasn't able to uh, do the stu- the first Studio Wars tapings. Uh, you know, that's stuff we don't need to go into. But uh, no I, you know, I was reached out to for the next set of tapings whenever they will be. So I'm looking forward to being a part of uh, Northeast Wrestling Studio Wars for sure. And I know you can't wait. You know I can't wait to go back to Bethany, man, for a show. Uh, I'm I'm itching yeah. to go back. It's, this is the longest time I've been out like of Northeast yeah. Wrestling, so it's mm-hmm. I want to go back. Between Northeast Wrestling, between top row promotions, but uh, you know it's it, those are like my two homes essentially. You you miss them. I just like it's been over a year now since I've wrestled for either one, so it's like you know we're hoping. It's, uh, you know, hopefully Massachusetts gets a little more lenient when it comes to uh, wrestling, and same with Connecticut. Yeah, and I know you were doing your thing with uh, Limitless as well. Uh, you've been killing yeah. it there, uh, which is awesome. You know, uh, anything coming up for Limitless? I know they yeah. have a season three soon. Season three is coming up. You know, uh, that'll be, uh, you know, being put in the works soon. Uh, like I said, that's uh, the prestige is coming for every single tag team in, in Limitless Wrestling. because Is this uh, the road? Yes, this is. Cool, cool. Yep. So uh, I made my debut on season two. Uh, Channing made his debut uh, season one. And then from our work there, uh, you know, we had been teasing with like a tag team for a long time, but we really never had an opportunity. And then Randy Carver had messaged us and was like, we want to give you a shot. We want to see how well you guys do with the tag team because we want to start a a new, uh, you know, revamp the tag division now. And so we got the call and from there we've just been like dead set on making a name for ourselves i'm excited to see what's in store for you guys you guys are a great tag team i know you guys knew each other for a very long time uh i feel like a lot of people are very excited to see what's in store for uh the prestige absolutely dylan tell us a little bit about you man uh what really got you into into wrestling as as a fan Uh, i know you do some shows with uh with uh the tyler and then uh, tell us about that. So, uh, yeah, I hop on Cross Some Wrestling Entertainment every now and then. Um, they're a smaller group. On, they stream off everything now, Twitch, Facebook. Um, and uh, what got me into wrestling is me and my dad, uh, we'd watch all the older shows together. And this is when I was way younger. He just watched them all. He got all the DVDs for the old pay-per-views. And um, one day flipping through the channels, we just – happened to catch Ted DiBiase's name, which they were talking about uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. at the time. And that's how we got into watching Raw and SmackDown every week. And ever since then, I've been huge in the wrestling. And this this started about 08, 09. So it's been a huge part of my life ever since. And I don't know who I'd be without it. Yeah, wrestling plays a big part in a lot of people's lives. <laughs> it's crazy to think that, though. Uh, mm. Clifford, tell us about you. Tell us about the Three Cow Podcasts. Uh, yeah, man. So the three count podcast is kind of like around the horn. If you guys ever watch like ESPN, you guys know, like they have like the four guys who like argue about, uh, sports. Essentially, that's what we are. We're a bunch of guys who argue about wrestling. And I don't know if there's anything <laughs> more dorkier than that, but I appreciate it. And I love it. 100%. Uh, we dive head in. So we have a couple shows. So we have the debate show, like we kind of mentioned, but then we also have another show that's called now entering the ring, which Sam's kind of like kind of like you. We go out, we reach out to wrestlers, we bring them on. And uh, the way that the show got started was I'm in my first year of wrestling, so I wanted to gain as much knowledge as I can. And so I go out and I reach out to other people and I ask questions based on like how they navigated through their way in the in their first couple of years for their uh, for their career. Uh, we've had BRG on the show. He was amazing. And uh, mm-hmm. we've kind of gone through and picked, you know, picked the brains of a lot of different wrestlers. It's been awesome. Um, and then we just started up our new show called Returning to the Ring, which uh, now you'll see live um, on Facebook and YouTube. We go on there. We bring uh, a couple wrestlers on. Big Trouble Ben Bishop was our first guest. And then we brought on Ron Holiday um, from here in Maryland. So, yeah, it's been kind of a crazy venture to, to go through. And then, you know, just like Brett, I was lucky to get a couple matches in last year and you know, it's, it's been awesome, man. So, yeah, that's what the Three Count Podcast is, man. Well, thank you for that. Uh, definitely, everybody, go check out Wrestle TE, the Three Count Podcast. Go follow BRG. Go follow Samantha Laterno. Go follow Three Count Podcast and go follow Dylan. Uh, everyone here is great. I'm a big fan of BRG, big fan of Wrestle T, big fan of um, the Three Count uh, Podcast. Uh, 
really quick, I knew I was gonna wait till the end of the show to announce this, but I feel like now's the perfect time. What's up, Wrestler Season Two will be uh, premiering February fourth at seven p.m. My first guest is the vivacious Vicky. That interview will be live on Nerds of Wrestling uh, YouTube, everywhere you can uh, listen to it, uh, in all listening platforms. So check that out February fourth at seven p.m. Uh, last year. Royal Rumble was thank you, thank you, BRG. Uh, <laughs> I've been itching, y'all. I think BRG knows, man. I've been keeping this a secret for a long time, almost like two months now. I was like, I gotta, I gotta announce it. I gotta announce it, and I finally got that made today. And I was like, let's do it. Uh, last year's Royal Rumble was one of my favorite Rumbles, uh, for two reasons: one, Bianca Belair tore the house down, and number two was for this reason. Uh, BRG will love me for this. Is when. Edge made his shocking return uh, and shocking the WWE universe. What was your guys' mindset when Edge's music hit? Uh, Samantha, we'll start with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, when, I don't know, like Edge is like the first wrestler that when I started watching when I was like seven, um, I was just like, oh, he's so cute, you know? So like I kind of like fangirled out just from like, having it be so many years coming, like, oh my God, Edge is finally back. And of course, all of the fans are thinking, like, how is this happening, right? Because he had some sort of degenerative thing going on with his spine, right? Yeah. Um, from all the bumps he took. Um, yeah, I mean, as soon as he came in, I just, I had a feeling like that him and Orton would go toe to toe. It just makes sense, you know, like it, he has to have a strong comeback and Orton is the one to like work with him and do that. So I was really excited that that was premeditated in the rumble as well. And he didn't miss a beat. I don't know about you guys, but I thought he looked really good for someone who hadn't wrestled in almost 10 years. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, Brett, tell us, what was your reaction when Edge's music hit? I know you fangirl. <laughs> you want to talk about fangirling? Holy crap. So like I said, I started watching in 2011. He retired three months after, but he was the guy that got me hooked on wrestling right away. So, like, when he retired, I was like, damn, this sucks. <laughs> was gonna be Is he actually wrestling. retired? He yeah. was. Yeah, he was actually retired. Really? So, I was, uh, so, <laughs> I remember my friends watched the Rumble with me every single year, and... When we watched it, I remember I was just like on my phone, on my phone. I was like, oh, okay. Next thing, I didn't think anything of it. Next thing you know, his music hit and I bolted right out of my seat. I fangirled hard. Like, I was like, holy, like I was on my feet. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is so awesome. Like, oh my God, this is so awesome. My friends are all looking at me like, wedges, but like, simmer down. It was just, it was a very nostalgic moment. For me, yeah. just like thinking about like the fact that I've been a wrestling fan already for ten years now is insane, and like him coming back was like really great to see. It's a nice right. nostalgic moment from when I first started watching wrestling. I mean, I feel everybody. If you if you didn't fail, girl, you're definitely a liar because everybody <laughs> who grew up around Ed, who who hated his guts in 2006, are myself included. I couldn't stand Edge. I I, I was a big John Cena mark. I was like. Edge, you know, F him, you know, I don't like him, you know, screw him. But, you know, I I got to give credit to where his uh, credit is given. He he played that character very well back in 06, but that's a different discussion for a different day. But I was a very, very, very happy. I was very excited when I saw Edge return. I was like, yo, this was awesome. It was just like a cool moment for a lot of wrestling fans. I felt like we needed it, especially at that time. Uh, Dylan, what was your reaction? Uh, Yeah, I was watching with my dad and... He he uh he's kind of drifted apart from the product. He doesn't really have the same connection with the newer stuff. And uh, when that happened, even his face lit up. And Aww. I was the same with uh, BRG. Uh, I grew up watching Edge as the guy, and watching him retire sucked. And to hear his theme song hit in the Rumble, that just instantly made that Rumble so much higher of a place for me. Uh, if my honest opinion, if Edge doesn't return in that Rumble, I wasn't a fan of that Rumble but he turned it all around for me and real special moment for WWE as a whole. Yeah. Uh, hey, Clifford, how about you? <laughs> I'm going to be the only one that's going to be kind of cynical about this. Let me, let me break this out in two parts. One, when Edge returned, I popped. I really, I was, I was at my seat. I was excited. The other part of it though, was when Michael Cole was like, what, what? Oh my. <laughs> like Michael Cole 
to shut the fuck up and let us enjoy this moment. I was like, Edge is returned. And he's falling. Oh I was like, God. I can enjoy this because Michael Cole is like over the top. And here's this emotional moment where Edge comes out and he kind of like got lost in his space. And he's like trying to remember what he's got to do next. And he's like taking it all in. Right. And Michael Cole's talking over the top. And I was like, man, I wish I would have muted this. <laughs> so I could just enjoy this moment. <laughs> yeah, no, Michael Cole could be a little annoying sometimes, especially when Sasha Banks comes out. Every time he says it's boss time, like, it's not, okay, yeah, yeah, it's boss time. You say it every single week, bro. <laughs> well, it's uh, like someone's time. just, like, whispering in his ear in the mic, like, say it's boss time. Gosh. Say the match words. Say, oh, my. <laughs> Edge, he's coming out. Just make everybody else excited. Like, oh Literally. God. Oh, gosh. Total nightmare. I don't envy them. He's actually a really good commentator when he doesn't have anybody in his ear. No, he yes. is. He is. Yeah. Uh, you know who else is a really good commentator? Uh, shout out to Daniel Bryan. Uh, I know he was doing the commentating for uh, the Cruiserweight Classic back in 2016. Mm -hmm. If Daniel Bryan retires, I wouldn't mind him seeing I wouldn't mind seeing him go back to commentary because he, he was a genius on the mic. He was very good. So we'll see what happens because I, I feel like Brian is going to – I heard Brian think, is thinking about retiring soon. I hope not. But, hey, mm. yeah. All right, it is now time to talk about the 2021 Royal Rumble. Uh, I want to start off with uh, – <laughs> oh, Lord, with uh, with this match. Uh, Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> A lot of people, I heard the uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I so from what I heard, uh, I think McIntyre has like what another week to go, or he already did his last week of quarantining because he had tested positive for COVID. Yeah. So that I think match, he had, I think he comes back on Raw this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, comes back on Raw this week. All right, I just want to get this out of the open. I am not excited for this match. Uh, keep Goldberg away from my TV uh, as much as possible because I don't want to see it. Uh, Nobody, I, I feel like nobody wants to see this match. Goldberg versus uh, Drew McIntyre. I heard it was supposed to be Orton versus Goldberg. Uh, if you guys heard the uh, his promo against Drew McIntyre saying, oh, you were disrespecting the legends, this and that. That was supposed to be the Orton. It was supposed to be Orton versus Goldberg. I would rather see that only because it makes sense to the story. This, this does not make sense. <laughs> Why are we getting this? Uh, Clifford, we'll start with you, man. What are your thoughts and opinions on uh, this this train wreck of a match? Um, I mean, even if even uh -huh. let's, I was just I laughed because they made Drew the heel. Like I was like, so you built a whole year of Drew McIntyre being the face and the face of your company, only right. to turn him heel for this Goldberg match. I was like, it it doesn't make sense. Of course, it was shoehorned in. Of course, it was supposed to be Orton. Of course, it was supposed to be all these things. And like, I was like. Man, I was like, the show ran short, and then you like disrespected like your champion this way with like bringing in Goldberg, and I like Goldberg in his own element as far as like you can give him like these squash matches against like you know like the Dolph match you know from SummerSlam was amazing because you know it was what it was it was supposed to be what yeah. it was supposed to be. But going for, going forward, I was like, nah, dude, he doesn't need title shots. Like, this man just steps into the company. He's like, I get a title shot. I'm taking Drew's title this time. I was like, stop it. Just go away. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that's Goldberg for you, though. You know? It's just, hey, you're in a title match. That's it. And that's what we're getting. Uh, Dylan, thoughts and opinions on uh, this match? Uh, I can't tell you the last time I was excited to see Goldberg, maybe when he feuded with Brock Lesnar, but that's it. Like I haven't cared about him since, um, for him to come out on legends night and challenge true, it was pointless. I'd rather see countless other people face true. Um, this match is going to go five minutes because Goldberg hasn't eclipsed eight minutes in a ring since <laughs> however long ago, but, um, yeah, I'm not excited and <laughs> Yeah, that's really all I can say. Yeah. Uh, hey, Brett, how about you, bro? Okay, so you guys are going to be shocked by this. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited for the potential that this match could lead to. Have you? I mean, do you guys not remember WrestleMania 33 where him and Lesnar just, like, had a car crash of a match? That was – that is still, like – I love watching that match back because it is fantastic. Think about it. He could still do that with Drew if he really wanted to. 
Second, uh, this is even more controversial. I think he's gonna win because I think. Oh my gosh! Because think about it like this: um, WrestleMania is possibly gonna have fans in it this year. That's the rumor that it's most likely yeah. gonna have fans, um, as long as COVID doesn't screw anything up. Um, and my thing with that is, Drew won the title last year in front of no fans. I think they kind of want to do it this year and have him kind of redo it essentially and try and have him win the title from Goldberg at me. So essentially like a two month long reign from with Goldberg. That's my idea. But I mean, it'd be nice to give uh, Drew that moment since he's kind of held the company on his back during a whole pandemic for the past year, at least give him that moment where the fans can, you know, cheer, especially against the guy that nobody <laughs> right now. I feel like that would be a good moment for him. All right. All right. Uh, Samantha, how about you? Um, oh my God. There's so much that I can say about this. Like, I, I think just top of mind is that what's really problematic is that like Goldberg is a brand in and of itself. Right. And Drew McIntyre is being built as a brand. But when Goldberg was wrestling at his prime, it was about creating superstars that place importance on the brand, not the brand placing importance on superstars. Right. So from a business perspective, I feel like the need for these older stars who have their own brands um, is kind of futile at this point, especially Goldberg, who hasn't like given a good match to someone in quite some time. Um, no, no, no disrespect to him. Like he, I get why he's a draw. Um, but from this perspective, I'd rather just see Drew McIntyre go against someone who he can have a good match with, elevate himself and the person, the other person in the process, or even, even Orton. I mean, I think Orton would be able to go with Goldberg. It's probably more his speed as well, just based on like style and psychology and the way um, they would like plan matches and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, let's stop relying on these people who pass the torch to other people like 10 years ago, you know? Like, I feel like I, I don't know if you guys get this, like, but I've, I've been watching wrestling for like 17 years now. And when I was a kid, I remember getting frustrated at like the HBKs, the Triple H's, the Goldbergs being like, why are we not getting like the current stars getting that opportunity, right? Like the Edges, the Ortons, the Cena's, the Batista's. And then that started to happen. I think that that's kind of what's going on now too, that reliance on the old timers. But like to like, you know, like, 20 years back it, it's 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 not good business anyway rant over that's that's my my take and i don't watch a lot of wwe not intentionally um just because you know but this is oh my, my take God. i love that answer by the way because like mm. it's something that i've been so i'll i'm gonna age myself here i've been watching since 1990 like hey. so i'm well aware i've been <laughs> yeah i was a golden arrow boy and then going all the way into like the current stars and it's just like this vicious repeated cycle of watching mm -hmm. it over and over and over again happening where we like rely on all these older stars to help elevate the new stars but then like new stars start to get over and it was something that Mustafa Ali said um when he was like you know when do I get to walk on this path that everybody is has made so I can help further push the brand like there's a guy right there who legitimately says let me help and you won't let me I was like, and that's what pisses me off. And you're right. Like current stars are just being pushed to the side. It's like, come on, man. Like give these guys the opportunity to do the same thing. Like Mustafa Ali will put on a great match. He put 205 live on his back and people started watching it because of him and Cedric. Like give these guys that opportunity and they just won't. I love that intake on Samantha and Clifford. What you, what you said, excuse me. Um, I feel like all the predictions are the same except for uh, – Brett, uh, he feels like Goldberg is gonna win. Uh, I don't, I don't think he is, but you never know with WWE. Uh, I'm not a fan of Go. Um, sorry, obviously not a fan of Goldberg, but I'm not a fan of Drew McIntyre. Uh, Dylan knows. I think Clifford, you heard me say it. Brett, maybe. Uh, I don't like Drew McIntyre. I'm just not a fan. I cannot get on this uh, board with his character. He just doesn't do it for me. But I don't want to see him drop the title to Goldberg. I want to see him continue to carry it, but I mean this match. This match could literally go any way. Uh, I feel like we're going to be disappointed, no matter what. Uh, there's a rumor of the Miz cashing in after the match, so you know that could also go for that. My idea earlier: if Goldberg doesn't win, Miz could cash in and then hold on to it till Mania. That could be yeah. that option too. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't mind I mean, that I, at least. 
I love the Miz. The Miz is great. I'm, I'm I'm happy to see him hold that briefcase, but give the man another title. I mean, he deserves it. He honestly he... loved loved his stuff with the uh, Intercontinental title from like 2016. He's kind of the reason why I watched back in 2016. He's the reason I got it right there. The Intercontinental title. I, I just got it recently. It's like right there. Uh, yeah, I just got it recently, and I've been wanting the title forever, and I finally got it, and I'm so happy to have it. He's a, like I said, he's the reason why I wanted to get that title. He made that title prestige for me, and I feel like he really did make that IC title relevant for the time he did have it. So the next match we're going to talk about is uh, Roman Reigns versus uh, Kevin Owens in a last-man-standing match for the Universal Championship. The, so either way, I'm not going to be disappointed with the outcome of this match. Uh, I'm loving what Roman is doing. His, his, his character is he's absolutely knocking it out of the park. I'm so happy to see him as a heel because he's doing phenomenal with what he's told to do. Uh, he's killing it every week. I mean, I wasn't a fan of Roman Reigns uh, a couple years ago, but now that he's, you know, a bad guy, he's like doing this, doing that. Like, just that he's ahead of the table, man. The tribal chief. Uh, big, big fan of what his character is doing right now in the current product. Uh, as for Kevin Owens, I love Kevin Owens. Um, Devastated to see what they're doing with Kevin Owens. Uh, I know he's in a title match, but he lost at TLC in uh, in December against Roman Reigns. Do you guys see Kevin Owens walking out victorious at the Royal Rumble? Uh, Samantha, we'll start with you. Um, okay, so full disclosure, I have not been keeping much track of Kevin Owens, uh, which is probably telling <laughs> based on what they've been doing with him that I have seen. Um, I don't see him walking out with uh, the championship or winning this match uh, just because I don't feel like that company. Where's my, did my, oh, oh, oh we lost the oh. map, but it's okay. Uh, Brett, we'll start, uh, Brett, we'll piggyback uh, what you said. Uh, what, what, who do you want to have walking out uh, on Sunday? It, uh, it's Roman. Yeah, Roman. It, it's Roman for sure. Um, you know, his, uh, his, you know, the type of star he is, he's the type that loses that mania. So, like I said, I already kind of, like, gave my idea of what's going to happen with uh, Drew and Goldberg. So, I just see this being the end of the feud between Kevin and Roman, and then Roman's going to go on to mania to face the Royal Rumble winner. All right. Uh, Clifford, how about you? What are your What is your intake on this Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns? I'm just glad that we're going to give Roman, like, all the stipulation matches because last year at 2020, he had a false Count Anywhere match in, like, the stadium, and now he gets to have the last man standing match here at the Royal Rumble again. Um, I think for me, what I'm super excited about is, you know, I like the position that Kevin Owens is in. I know a lot of people said, like, you know, they're, they're really not, but I am because it puts a it puts a spotlight on KO, and then it shows, like, that his character is like one of those characters that no matter how many times you knock him down, he's going to get back up. He's going to keep battling. He's going to keep fighting. He's going to keep pushing forward. And it's one of those things I like about him. So I think for me what it is, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think Roman's going to win this match. It really, that's just kind of where it's going to be. But I think it's going to elevate KO to a new platform. So I'm definitely excited for that. I mean, we'll see what happens after this match is over. Uh, my prediction is still Roman Reigns, but like I said in the in the beginning, I'm not going to be disappointed with the outcome. I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens. I'm loving what Roman is doing. We'll see what happens after next Sunday. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts and predictions on this? Uh, I think I said this in the TLC podcast as well. I am so sick and tired of Kevin Owens being a face. <laughs> I actually, it like hurts to watch. It's not enjoyable and Clifford, you're saying how you think this is a good spot for KO. It's not. He's not in the great character that he should be. He's a heel. And that's why I grew Like, that's what he came into WWE being. And, you know, that's enjoyable to watch. Uh, he's gotten beaten up for the last three months. And he hasn't looked strong at all other than, I think, this past Friday. He stunnered Roman. Uh, I'm not really excited for this either. I think Roman should just beat him up and be done with him. So I'm also picking Roman Reigns to win this. Uh, Brett, you were saying that you see Roman facing the, the winner of the Royal the Royal Rumble in a perfect world. Obviously, that's what a lot of people think. See, um, 
a lot of rumors are going around. I don't know if it's going to happen at WrestleMania this year, but a lot of people want to see Roman versus The Rock. Uh, I don't think that'll be this year just because it's like too, not too short notice, but not enough built around it. They could do something after the Rumble, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for your intake on, on that match. Uh, I'm not even sure if this is a match that is going to be happening. Uh, Carmella versus Sasha. Is it is it booked? Uh, is Sasha versus Carmella booked for the Rumble? Uh, Clifford, do you know? I, I, I think it is. No, um, they gave it, well, they said that they were going to give it a match, so I'm going to assume yes, because like as of like last week and then even like this last week on SmackDown, last night on SmackDown, they had a, they had a match between her little butler and Sasha, and she's like, you can have the match as long as I get him in the ring, so I'm going to assume yes. Do you guys like what WWE is doing with this new Carmella? I don't know. I haven't watched enough. <laughs> I have a good opinion on it. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, it's, it's different. It's yeah. different than her, uh, old, uh, Enzo and Cass gimmick that she used to do. Um, I don't know. She has like, it's not like she's like a bad wrestler or anything like that. It's just kind of like, I'm not intrigued by the character whatsoever. So you just something you've seen before. Uh, it's right. kind of like a spin off of, uh, what she did with Ellsworth, but in like a little more of a, higher class type of feel yeah no i i agree uh dylan uh if that match is happening uh wait brett who who's your prediction to walk out Sasha. Smack out in this Sasha. i'm just gonna go with the, the safe bet on this one i was gonna kick you out of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, dylan, uh, i know that you're not much of a fan of carmella uh I mean, what are your thoughts and opinions on Carmella? This, this storyline, I feel, is is dragging. Uh, it, I don't think this this is just a something that Sasha is doing until so and so wins the uh, the Royal Rumble, and I will be naming that mm. predictions for that. Uh, thoughts, opinions. Who do you have walking out SmackDown Women's Champion? Uh, I think we have a similar thought process, Justin, in what's going to happen past the Royal Rumble for Sasha Banks. Um, I, you know, Carmelo's gimmick's not even, like, the worst thing to happen for her. I just think it's, like, the wrong time. Like, she started to attack Sasha right after she turned face and won the title. Like, right. nobody's going to think Carmelo's going to win the title, even even no matter what she does. Like, it's just it's just the wrong time to do it. If you did this a couple months later, maybe it's more like, could she do it? I don't know. But I got Sasha winning this if this match is official. Clifford? Yeah, I'm just I, I'm gonna go with Sasha. I like Carmela. I I like Carmela's character. The only thing is, is like I've seen this character before mm. with Emma. <laughs> so just to see it come back, I'm like, it's you know. So she's a high end high end person. All right, cool. That's what Emma Lena was when Emma decided to go back to Emma. So I'm gonna go yeah. picking Sasha though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Sasha. Sasha needs to to carry that title until Mania. Uh, it is now time to talk about the Royal. Rumble. All right. Prediction time for the Women's Royal Rumble. I have my girl, Bianca, taking that W this year. She's on fire. I feel like a lot of people feel the same way that Bianca is going to win this year. She tore it up last year. She came out at, what, number two, and she lasted almost the whole thing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Bianca Belair is my choice to win the Women's Royal Rumble this year. Brett, I know you don't have me keeping up much with the product, but <laughs> well, who, who do you have walking out? Uh, the Dang, one you, <laughs> you see me like smiling because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't like the only person that I know that's like prominent right now that could possibly win. I don't think Charlotte would win it again. The, uh, uh, I don't think of all people Lacey Evans would win. So, I mean, that's a sick bet is to go with Bianca Belair, mostly because you said it, and I can't think of anybody else that could possibly walk out of that rumble with looking strong. I, thought, I mean, like, if I said anybody, would you have been like, yeah, Justin, no, Justin's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would have. <laughs> I got my opinion on this, but I haven't, like, there's there's nothing really that's like sticking out to who could win the women's Royal Rumble because for all we know Lita could come back and win it. Who knows? Imagine that. <laughs> uh, 
Dylan, uh, who do you have walking out the Women's Warrior Rumble winner this year? It's pretty funny because if we did this maybe two weeks ago, my pick would have changed from I'm going to go with Bianca Belair uh, only because I was going to pick Alexa Bliss. I think no matter what, she's the best. She's my favorite. Uh, if she didn't go on and beat Asuka on Raw, I think it was – was it this week's? I think it was. Yeah. Um, if she didn't beat Asuka there, and I, I feel like that's going to continue either to WrestleMania or even before, and Asuka's going to lose – uh, I would have picked Alexa, but for the reason that I think they're already starting that, I'm going with Bianca Belair. No, I'm I'm gonna change my pick to Alexa Bliss <laughs> <laughs> because I totally forgot. And you would think I'm the biggest fan of Alexa Bliss, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. My girlfriend's <laughs> looking at me right now, like, "Oh, really? We're talking about Alexa Bliss?" <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's doing great, man. She's doing so oh, good with so her character. I love it. I love it. Uh, Clifford, uh, who's your pick to win win the women's Royal Rumble this year? It's funny. It's funny how everybody's like, I'm gonna change my pick. Like, I, if you would ask me this like so many days ago, if you'd asked me this question 24 hours ago, I would have told you Bianca Belair. <laughs> but I totally forgot about another person who's going to be in the Royal Rumble, and that's Rhea Ripley, and that's my pick. Hmm, that's true. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Uh, to, there's a question for Chris Sanders here. Who's even in the Rumble? Okay, so in my bro, it's random every year, man. I mean, it's always random. I mean, anybody could be in this. So I don't think anybody's booked. For, I mean, obviously, oh, there's a couple people, people booked, yeah. But we don't know who's going to be in it. Performance so Center Rumble. <laughs> Performance Center Rumble. Oh. Yeah, I want to talk about the uh, the performance center because you brought it up. It's so small. Okay, the Thunderdome is so small. I don't know if people realize or, you know, Brett, you realize this, that they're in the baseball field right now. They're in mm -hmm. Tropicana Field of Florida. If they have the same setup as the Thunderdome for the Rumble, I am going to be very disappointed. I'm a sucker for massive setups, especially when it comes to the Rumble. When it comes to SummerSlam, when it comes to WrestleMania, especially WrestleMania, I was so it was so hard to watch WrestleMania last year, just because it was in an empty building. I mean, they yeah. did what they had to do; they they knocked it out of the park. But I really it said WrestleMania. That's it. It's like easy. Yeah. I'm a commentator's desk. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Performance Center, best best venue of all time. WrestleMania. Uh. <laughs> but like, I really do hope that. WWE is planning on doing something not massive, but something. You're in a baseball field. Granted, it's not the best baseball field in MLB. It's the ugliest one, in my opinion. But it's something. It's something. You have to think about it, though. Do you think they really want to tear down the whole Thunderdome set and then rebuild for another massive set? You kind of... Well, the I mean, Thunderdome's going to be a part of it. The virtual fans... Would. I mean, they... I just they just gotta change up the entrance way or something. That, that's all they gotta do. Yeah, I'm all bored. I'm just thinking practically. No, for sure. No, I'm just I, thinking Mystic Man. He's gonna be like, tear that shit down and rebuild it for the world. It's good shit, brother. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how they do set it up. Like, I'm a I'm a sucker for the Sages for the big uh, pay per views. But if we don't get anything massive this year, then oh well. Whatever. But you all notice, uh, notice that they only shoot Raw and SmackDown from two angles, right? Yeah. Like, they don't show behind. So maybe they're like, maybe they're building a whole thing behind like SmackDown <laughs> and Raw. Like, we just don't get to see it. So it's right. probably like this big, massive event with all these LED screens. And then meanwhile, we're like looking at like first base and like home plate. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you're like, doing like, giant right. set. 100% correct on that. Uh, when they announced they're going to be in Tropicana Field, I was like, cool. You know, like maybe something different for Raw SmackDown, not that stupid ass setup. Then I went, but on Raw, then I'm like, this is the same exact thing. What the hell? Like, I had my, 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 my bar is very high for WWE when they go to like a new venue. Like, I set that shit way up and it just goes way down after I see it. I'm like, damn. Fuck. Stop being disappointed. <laughs> I know. Exactly. High expectations. Yeah. Disappointment. So, I have to. Um, the next match obviously is the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, it's a obviously this is a match everyone looks forward to. WWE just started doing the Women's Royal Rumble 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they did a fantastic job. I love the Women's Royal Rumble. 
But obviously, the men's Royal Rumble is something that this is it. This is what we want. This is what we're looking forward to. My guess, my prediction is Big E walking out the Royal Rumble winner this year. Uh, I feel like WWE has been pushing Big E. Uh, they put they, they split him away from New Day. Uh, they did it in a way that not a lot of people saw coming. Uh, they, they drafted Kofi and Xavier to Raw, and they just kept Big E on SmackDown, which was smart. Uh, I thought they were going to you know, have a heel turn in the group or something. If someone was going to turn heel, I thought it would have been Big E. But I felt like that would have been extremely heartbreaking for a lot of WWE fans if they saw Big E turn heel and beat the shit out of Kofi and Xavier. So like, nah, let's do it this way. Uh, Big E has been tearing it up on SmackDown. He's an Intercontinental Champion. My prediction, Big E walks out the Royal Rumble winner while Intercontinental Champion this year. Uh, Brett? Okay, so I read a random thing on Facebook, so I'm just going to go with that prediction. <laughs> it was, it, was, it kind of made sense, but, uh, you know, dirt sheets and all that stuff. Uh, Shinsuke. Mm. So they kind of changed his music back, so they're, like, subtly changing him back to a baby face to where his old music was the one that was sung by all the crowds and everything like that. Um, I The whole... Thing that I read was they're trying to essentially undo the wrongs from 2018 uh, and essentially put the uh, the title, like at least the universal title. Like I said, I think it's going to be the Royal Rumble winner versus Roman Reigns. So in that sense, I would say Shinsuke just because if he were to go and beat Roman, that would be a good push for him. But like I said, it's a very big, like kind of like a shot in the dark in that one. Right. Yeah, uh, but if I win, I'm rubbing it in all your faces. <laughs> <laughs> He's that checks all of us. Told you. <laughs> like the man doesn't even watch wrestling. He just predicted it off yeah, of right. the dirt sheet. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it in the, the nerds of wrestling thing. Like told you. That's it. <laughs> uh, Clifford, uh, predictions, thoughts. Uh, who do you who do you have walking out the Royal Rumble winner this year for the men? Uh, you know what? I, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm with your BRG. <laughs> I think Shinsuke's walking out. Um, it, it makes sense. Like what he said, logically, it makes sense. You know, like they changed his music bag. They gave him like a little face turn, uh, versus right. like Rey Mysterio and let him kind of win and then had like the big King Corbin spot. And then, you know, obviously he lost to Roman. So you can build up that little heat by saying, well, he didn't really lose to Adam Pierce. He just got his ass kicked by Jimmy and, uh, and Roman, so yeah, I definitely, I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I definitely will have to agree. I think it's gonna be Shinsuke. <laughs> see, that's right. I didn't even know any of that stuff happened. Clifford, <laughs> <laughs> Clifford, I gotta ask: Did your mindset just change after Brett gave his prediction, or did you have someone else before his prediction? You know what's, you know what's funny is like when I was originally thinking about it, I was like. The Royal Rumble winner, I don't care because I feel like they're gonna lose anyway at WrestleMania, mm. and I was trying to find like a good like martyr but kevin owens was gonna be my pick for the royal rumble but then they put him in the match so i was like all right well that takes out my pick and i was thinking about like other people right so you know alistair black hasn't been heard from in a long time so there's a strong possibility he'll come back at the rumble um i was thinking you know there's a possibility that edge could come back um and be at the rumble again and he could probably end up winning it aj styles is in there he's probably has a good shot there's like name after name or name but and then when you start watching the momentum build, they started with Shinsuke last year and started really pushing on him. And BRG kind of saying it, I was like, yeah, like as much as that dirt she sounds, it sounds legit. Like I have to kind of, kind of lean on that a little bit too, and just say, yeah, like, can see the momentum building. Like Big E's got the title, Shinsuke's got nothing. Like Shinsuke has a more higher, has a higher ceiling to reach. And, you know, the Universal Championship, you could throw, throw it on him. And then if the company, you know, doesn't do great in numbers, you just blame Shinsuke. That's what they do with everybody. Yeah. Uh, before <laughs> we get to before we get to Dylan's uh, prediction, I have a question for you guys. Do you believe in the term long overdue? What, what I mean is, is that, oh, wow, now he finally got a title. It's about time. It was long overdue. It, like to the point where you're like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to give a good um, – um, opinion on mine uh, is when Apollo won the United States Championship back in, I, I believe, what April, Dylan, around that time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, was, you remember? Yeah, it was pretty close. I was watching Raw and I'm like, really? 
now they give him the title after five years, four years. Like it's about time. Uh, I want to know if you guys like feel like long overdue is a understatement. Like uh, it's whatever. Like you don't you don't believe in the opinion, or you think long overdue is a good a good um opinion. <clears throat> Dylan, um, are you asking in terms of Shinsuke or in general? In general, Shinsuke Cesaro. Anybody. Um, I think there's guys that are long overdue in like certain title reigns. Um, to disagree with you guys, I think Shinsuke missed the mark on being world champ. Like it was, it was after the Rumble. If he didn't beat AJ, he he turned off a switch for me. Where I was like, I can't get behind him anymore. That heel turn was disgusting. It was not fun. And what they did with him since then made me disinterested. Um, there are guys that I agreed like they. Long overdue, they deserve at least some sort of spotlight, which Cesaro is one of those guys where he needs more than just a tag title or a stupid U.S. title with a manager. Um, but that's where I see it. Uh, Brett, do you believe in the term long overdue? Long, long overdue, I'd say that's a term that you should use for a world title, not a mid-card title like the Intercontinental. The Intercontinental title, if it you know, was like on – the prestige, like when it was uh, on the Miz, for example, like where it really meant something. But like you're saying, like for Apollo, like the yeah. the U.S. title, I feel like it's been the most relevant since it's been on Bobby, Bobby Lashley in general. So yeah. I feel like it's more so the main world titles are the ones that matter the most. Like I could agree, like a long overdue for the Miz, for example. I feel he's very much overdue for another shot at a championship uh, title reign with the WWE title because in like 2011, I remember watching and I was like, why is this, this guy, the champion? Like why? Like he was the first WWE champion I ever saw. Mm. And I was like, why is he WWE champion? And since then he's just like, I hated the Miz when I started watching, but I progressively become a fan more and more. And that's because I feel like he's gotten a lot more confident and he's become a lot more of a better character in that sense. So I feel another world title reign will kind of solidify how much of growth he's had since his original title run. Mm. Love it. Love it. Uh, Clifford, what are your thoughts about the term long overdue? Because I use it a lot, honestly, and my buddy gets really annoyed with me when I say uh, long overdue. He's like, he's like, yo, Justin, shut up and just enjoy the product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be honest, man. Like when it comes to certain wrestlers <laughs> or certain people, yeah, I definitely think the word long overdue can be used. But as far as something like Apollo Crews, like, no, not at all. Like, I know, like, people are like, man, he's long overdue for a title. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> like, Apollo Crews, like, I'm sorry. Like, aside from him, that he got, like, this cool smile and, like, can do backflips in a shooting star press. Like, he really doesn't have anything else to offer the company. Like, it's just, it is what it is. But, like, Kofi, being in the company since 2009 and not getting a shot at the title, you know, because Randy Orton shut down his his uh you know his push and then like slowly you watch him until build back up for Kofi that was long overdue you know we're talking almost 10 years in the making for right. him to get his title run only to watch it get wasted in seven seconds right. we're not gonna talk about that but you're talking like those that, that was kind of like long overdue whereas like you know like you'd be like well Alistair Black is long overdue for a title no not really like he's uh, yeah. not you know what I mean like there's just certain wrestlers in there that you can say for this Randy Orton, he's not long overdue. Like, there's just, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain people that you can say, Miz getting another shot at the, at the title, yes. That is long overdue. I will agree with that. So, certain people I would say yes. Other people I would say no. You got to think about it like the, the guys that are consistently over through years' time. Like, Kobe right. remained over those those years. years. That he yeah. Was, yeah, exactly. You did. You're right. Uh. I went off topic there a little bit because you were talking about Shinsuke, and I'm like, because in 2018, we all know he won the Rumble, then he went on to WrestleMania to face Styles, and then Styles beat him, uh, which was stupid. But now I feel like there's not there. much. Huh? I was there. I watched it live. Yeah, you were there. Wow. By the match. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Oh my, I got to talk to you a second about that. But it's, it's crazy because, like, there's not, in my opinion, after you did that, and he just went on like it was like downhill from after that for uh, for Shinsuke. There was nothing left for him to do. It, it it sounds stupid that I'm talking about the best wrestler in the world, but he's not the best wrestler in WWE right now. They're not. I mean, they're not doing much with him. And now they finally changed his theme song back, and now it's like, oh, maybe he'll win the Rumble. Why? 
what's what's gonna what's the, what's it gonna happen after that? I don't know. Uh, Kendrick over Dylan. Side, though, <laughs> I'm huh? sorry. It was a it was a booking side. It wasn't like it's not like Nakamura is not a great wrestler. He like he no, turned heel. It was a bad booking, bad booking decisions that led him to being like bad. Like Shinsuke has like always been a benchmark, and even with his new theme song, like I love the fact that he changed the theme song because he didn't want the crowd to sing with him. That's why he changed it. I was like, that's awesome. I'm not gonna lie, I love that new theme, that theme song. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was hard. It is, it is booking. It is WWE booking. You know, fucking over our favorite wrestlers. I'm not saying he's bad, but just booking. You're right. No, it's the way he was booked, and that was it. Uh, Dylan, uh, what are your predictions? Who do you have walking out the uh, Royal Rumble winner this year? So again, this is another one that I've tossed about. Like I have really no idea who's going to win the Rumble. There's so many things that can happen, and there's so many things that's led up that's changed my opinion. If you, Daniel Bryan was my pick. But he's lost every match in the last month and a half, I think. So I kind of see no momentum in him winning that when it makes sense. Uh, Shinsuke seems really rushed, and the two-time Rumble winner wouldn't really sound good for a guy like him yet. And uh, I'm thinking a Raw guy is actually going to win. And the only guy I think that has enough that he could win the Rumble and then either go on to win the title or be okay with not winning the title would be The Fiend. He could drop his feud with randy in the next pay-per-view where he eliminates him in the rumble and you see one more match and then he goes on to his own thing um and the fiend can face true or if goldberg wins he could even get revenge on goldberg for that atrocity but yeah i think the fiend is my safest pick when it comes to picking a winner so all right uh different picks all around you got the fiend you got Shinsuke, you got Shinsuke. I really want to know, did what was your opinion before Brett said Shinsuke? Was it or that just was it always Shinsuke, Clifford? Oh, for for me, I you know what? I think I would just I would have just fall back and been like Ray Mysterio may have been my pick. I don't know, but <laughs> and and I say that because Ray is still wrestling, and of course, like I said, he's my favorite wrestler. But you know what? I, I, I might have been – I have to go back. I think uh, I was talking to Chaz about it. I think he even had Seth Rollins. I was about pick. to say, Seth should come back, and I wouldn't be mad if he won. Him versus the big dog at WrestleMania, that'd be He's pretty fun. A two out of the three years. <laughs> I hear Michael Cole so much. Every time you hear the big dog, I just hear Michael Cole, and I'm like, I hate Michael Cole. That's instinct for me. I love him as the tribal chief, but I'm always going to call him the big dog. Just for yeah, right. Hearing the big dog, but yeah, you call yourself the red dog. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. That's different. That's different. That's different. I call myself the red dog. I don't get forced to be heard. It's the big dog. It's the red dog. <laughs> you know what? I would if I was if I was in WWE and I heard that on TV, I would expect fans to like send me messages on IG and Twitter that'd be like I hate it when Michael Cole calls you the Red Dog, but that's my name, bro. Like, yeah. can't do anything about it. Justin, <laughs> you know how to start announcing him when he comes on. No, no, I can just imagine. I can't imagine Michael Cole just coming out and be like, "And here comes the Red Dog." And be like, oh God. We'll be in a tag team with Roman. We'll call ourselves the Dog Yard. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's funny. Uh, what about the well, big Red Dog? <laughs> Big red dog. Oh my god. <laughs> oh please do, right. call, please do not call please do not call oh yourself god. that. Oh god. Uh that concludes this episode today. Uh you guys talked about your favorite Warrior Rumble moments, great moments. Uh you guys talked about the Warrior Rumble this year, your predictions. Uh at a scale uh, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for the Warrior Rumble? As the whole show like a five as the Warrior Rumble, it's always a 10 every year, no matter how bad, no matter how bad the project is, it's always a 10. Uh, Brett, we'll start with you. We'll give it an eight in general, just the excitement. Uh, the only reason I feel like they, they may be a little restrictive with bringing back uh, some like surprise entrance because there's no fans, but then again, when does that ever stop them? So, uh, yeah, we'll go with an eight. All right. Uh, the red dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it an eight too because uh, I give it ten to the Royal Rumble. I'm always excited to see who's gonna be a surprise guest. And by the way, I just want to let you guys know. I think 
Tyson Kidd is going to be one of the surprise entrants this year. That'd be awesome. That I wouldn't mind seeing that. That'd be awesome. Know, that'd be sick. That'd be. I, I I was always a fan of Tyson Kidd. That'd be pretty dope. Um, Dylan, on the scale of one to ten. Uh, when it comes to the Rumble, there's only there's when it comes to WWE, there's only two pay per views I rank as high as I do, and it's WrestleMania and the Rumble. So I'm gonna give it a ten just because either the childhood in me or just you know the Royal Rumble itself, just it's a special event. All right, well there you go, nerds. Uh, well before we sign off, I gotta do what I have to do. We'll drop some plugs, Brett. Where can the nerds find you? Victorious underscore brg. That's where you can find me on Instagram. Find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Brett Goslin. Easy enough. Literally look at the spelling in, in <laughs> the bottom, what is that? In the left corner. Boom. <laughs> yeah, you guys see it. There you go. Uh, yeah, Clifford, exactly. where, can they, where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms at the underscore red dog 85. So just like I would spell R E D D A W G 85. You can find it. You can find me there. And then you can also find me on the Three Count Podcast. Every Sunday, and then you can even check out all of our interviews that are on now entering the ring. All right, and Dylan, where can we yeah. find Same social media plugs. Uh, Dylan underscore Bracha is my handle. Uh, I'm on everything, really. So just search me up. You'll find me. All right. Thank you, Nurse, so much for tuning in. And do not forget, on February 4th, What's Up Wrestler Season 2 premieres at 7 p.m. Live on Nerds of Wrestling, YouTube, and everywhere. You can watch. Uh, thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Two, man. Later.